0: morning everybody it is Monday 19th of September it's the Marcus today morning podcast sorry pre market podcast let's get the branding right this is general advice only not to be confused with personal advice which is suited to your personal financial circumstances I tell you, I went to bed on Friday thinking, oh, this could be precipitous. The US market was dropping, or the futures were dropping into the open. And the last time I looked at my phone before I went to bed, the Dow Jones was down around 400 points. Anyway, woke up on Saturday morning, as anyone who read the weekend email will know woke up to the Dow Jones down 139 points only, having been down 412. So that's a bit of a win, really, unless, of course, you're sitting in ETFs like we are in the ideas portfolio, the SNAS and the BBUS BBUS ETFs, which are geared to drops in the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 they're the only ideas left in our ideas portfolio at the moment so betting on further falls but for all the natural bulls out there it was a bit of a win not cascading on Friday so Dow Jones down 139 points that's 0.45% the S&P 500 down 0.7% the NASDAQ still down 0.9% so those ETFs will be up this morning most of those ETFs by the way as you'll notice If you look at a candle chart, they get marked up, depending on what the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 did the night before. They get marked up or down in the morning. Then they don't really move very much, not unless the futures go ripping away, the US futures go ripping away. So it's a sort of step pricing every morning. It just steps somewhere. They'll probably step down a little bit today. A pretty shabby week last week, of course, which was dominated by the US CPI number. The S&P 500 dropped a huge And it is huge. 4.77% 4.77% last week. The Nasdaq was down 5.5%. The S&P 500's down 18.7% this year so far. Europe did okay, missed some of the recovery in the U.S. market. So, Stock 600 down a bit worse than the U.S. market, down 1.6%. It was down 2.9% last week. Let's just cover off some of the basics. Interest rates: the 10-year bond yield was unchanged on Friday in the U.S. It was still up 12 basis points for last week. It was up 16 basis. Basis points in Australia, so rates going up in Australia, obviously. And after the RBA bulletin last week, the suggestion is that the RBA at their next meeting on October the fourth are going to raise rates by 50 basis points instead of 25 basis points. US dollar index, which has been the barometer of global economic pessimism, the more it rises, the more pessimistic everyone is. That was unchanged on Friday, which is slightly positive. There was a University of Michigan consumer sentiment index number for September which was a bit irrelevant but it did have a or it did contain an inflation's expectations measure which saw the expected year ahead inflation rate drop to the lowest in September so that was slightly positive. Bitcoin down 2.4% fell 7% last week. Gold the gold sector had a terrible week last week down 7.2% and for once gold price up $11 on Friday which put stocks like Newmont up 3.1% percent in the u.s in other commodities oil price mixed didn't really change much one was up one was down Iron ore price down 2.1%. BHP and Rio were down 1.4% and down 0.3%. Metal prices didn't do much. Nickel managed a 4.7% rise. I noticed a few headlines about lending houses pull back from China metal financing. JP Morgan's reduced its credit limits to Asian and European clients after a review, and in particular to China's Xing Shan. I probably pronounced that wrong. One of the world's top nickel producers. So nickel price are up on Friday. A few of the headlines around. You can't move today for royal headlines. Everybody's got an opinion. Every world leader is trying to get their face in front of the cameras with their somber respect for the Queen. That funeral tonight, UK market will be shut tonight. Otherwise, other headlines. As markets churn, investors hide in cash. The Bank of America survey of fund managers shows the average cash level at the highest in 20 years, only 6.1%. But clearly cash becoming more interesting as an asset class as yields rise. Sturdy dollar looming rate hikes push gold to worst week in four weeks. We already know that, but the gold price up this morning. Copper heads for weekly falls as China's yuan slumps. ECB to inflict pain as it hikes rates into next year. Wall Street's fear gauge creeps higher as stock sell-off deepens. Lots of glass half-empty headlines at the moment. Some of you will like this one. Glencore looking to add lithium to its suite of traded metals on soaring electric vehicle demand. LME sued over cancelled nickel trades. Remember all that kerfuffle in the nickel market. Strong earthquake hits southern Taiwan. Hurricane Fiona nears Puerto Rico coast. And young woman dies in custody of morality police enforcing strict hijab rules in Iran. The other little event on Friday was FedEx dropping 21.4% losing 20 billion of market cap after a set of results which whilst we're not really interested in FedEx they are of course a very cyclical company geared to economic growth and otherwise and things have gone oblong in other words recession warning flashes as Fedex FedEx results dive there are also some headlines this morning about how the terminal interest rate which is the rate that the bond market th- Thinks the Fed will raise rates to at the peak, that rate is rising. It's up to 4.4%. Two-year bond yields at 3.9%. And there are some articles about about bonds becoming a more interesting asset class as yields rise, all that sort of stuff. Pretty predictable and the message is the same. We are still on the upslope as far as central bank aggression towards interest rates and particularly Inflation and interest rates. And whilst that's going on, until the market can see through the peak on interest rates, the peak on inflation, and the low on recession fears, it's really not going to pick up, which is why we're in cash at the moment. So all those messages stay the same. On the diary, we've got lots of holidays coming up this week, of course. UK closed tonight. We've got our national day of morning on Thursday, the ASX will be closed. And then there's the grand final holiday on Friday in Victoria. ASX will be open, will be on Marcus Light. So we'll be doing a morning and evening email that day. Assuming, of course, there's no reason to change our strategy or add a bunch of ideas. Henry, by the way, will be back next Monday, not today, in a week's time from his trip around Europe and the UK in particular. Other events this week we've got the Fed meeting on Wednesday Thursday morning our time I don't think anyone's going to do anything too brave ahead of that a 75 basis point rate hike is baked in 100% chance 18% chance of a 100 basis point rate rise after last week's CPI number quantitative tightening is doubling this month to 95 billion. Fair bit of chatter about what that means. Obviously, the opposite. Quantitative easing greased a bull market after the GFC and dug us out of a fearful correction in the pandemic. And this is the opposite. It's rather unfortunately timed, of course, whilst the markets are going down. But maybe that's why the market's going down. Some strategists say it will have minimal impact because it's already in the price. We'll see. Anyway, doubles this month. Bank of Japan has its decision on Thursday. That's been described as the Doves, Bank of Japan trying to keep policy very accommodative, and Hawks, US. And the net result is the US is winning or losing, whichever way you look at it, with the yen at a 24-year low against the US dollar. Bank of England meets on Thursday, and as well as the, the debate there is whether they raise rates by 75 basis points or 50 basis points. And the Bank of England meets on, not the Bank of England, the UK finance minister, the new one, delivers a fiscal statement on Friday which is quite interesting. He'll be talking about tax cuts and stuff. You have fiscal policy going one way at the moment, whilst monetary policy is going the other way. Monetary policy in the UK is tightening and fiscal policy is trying to stop a recession. So this is the conundrum all central banks have at the moment. Let's see if Ukraine makes more progress. See the headlines are sort of backing off from the rather euphoric victories this time last week. RBA have got minutes tomorrow. Blue Scope Steel's got an investor briefing on Wednesday. Premier Investments PMV, Solly Lose retailer, has got results on Wednesday. Maya had good results and popped recently. The share price is going up. I wrote about it in the weekend email, but they do have a habit of producing good results and there is a technical buy signal on the chart. So PMV, a trader's trade ahead of results on Wednesday. Suncorp has an AGM as well this week. Still a few stocks going ex dividend, not many. That's about that. I'll be on the radio at at 10.25 with Virginia Trioli. Actually, I think it might be Ali Moore this week. And back with some strategy and the end of day podcast later today. You have a fabulous morning. If I was an investor looking after my millions at home at the moment, I'd have shut things down by now and be playing a lot of golf, waiting for the pivot point. And it isn't here yet. <music>